And we really want you to do that. I mean, we've been talking about this, um, well, actually for years, but one of the things that uh, we would like to see over the next, in this next series that everyone would get connected into a life group for at least uh, six weeks. And we have different life groups starting up. We have existing life groups. We have new ones that are starting at all different times, even one on Sunday mornings or, or right after the service, second service. All those opportunities are there. But in your, you should have been given a card when you came in to fill out, a life group card. And uh, we filled them out last week. If you fill one out last week, you don't have to fill it out again. We're just gathering them all over the next couple of weeks. And then we'll be connecting with you this week and trying to get you plugged into a specific life group. So if you would, if you didn't fill one out last week, if you could fill it out this week and then take it out and there's uh, there's baskets out here where you can put those life group questionnaires in the baskets and we'll get connected with you this week and try to get you plugged into a life group because that's where that's where you're really going to build relationships and get connected here at the church and we so desperately want that to happen here at Grace Chapel so make sure you fill those out and uh, and put them in those baskets okay as we continue our series forgotten virtues I want to focus this morning on courage on courage. William Sheed said, a ship is safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are for. A ship is safe in harbor, but that's not what ships are for. You know, it's so easy sometimes for us in our lives to to be safe and to kind of take a step back and to stay in the background and not step out in faith and not step out with courage. But that's not what Christians are for. That's not what we were designed to do. We were designed to be people of courage. My brother is uh, is two and a half, is a year and a half older than I am, and lives in Virginia. And uh, he's a he's a, a redneck and very proud of it. You know, just a, he's a tough guy. He's a contractor. And uh, one day he was coming home from work, and it was a very very rainy day. It had rained the day before, and the the small river that goes along his property line began to overflow and it got really, you know how rivers really get, get going when you get a big rain and this one was going and someone tried to get across the river on a bridge in their pickup truck and the water just swept them off the bridge and they were in the water and the guy had climbed out of his truck and was hanging on to the top of the truck. Well, a, a group of people, you know, people started gathering around. They saw this guy in the water and they were kind of gathered around and see what was happening and just basically staring and watching, wondering who is going to save this guy. And so my brother pulled up in his truck and he was talking to a friend and he said to his friend, you know, we, we need to do something. This guy, the water's really cold and he won't be able to hang on much longer. And the person literally said, well, I, I just have a new pair of shoes and I don't want to get my shoes messed up. So, uh, you know, maybe someone else can do it. And my brother said, well, <laughs> no one else seems to be doing it. And so... He was watching, they were watching this gentleman on top of the car and the waves of the water started to hit him. It was getting deeper and he was trying to hang on, but you could see him let loose for a second and then hang back on and the water was cold. My brother got into his truck and threw a rope out to this gentleman and it landed in the water and floated down, but the man's hands were too cold so he couldn't wrap his hands around the rope. As soon as he started to pull, it would just pull right through because he had no grip. He was just so tired and so cold while he's trying to hang on for dear life on the top of this truck. So my brother decided that he would go about, you know, 15 or 20 feet up from the man. He tied a rope around a tree. Then he tied a rope around his waist. And then he jumped into the water and the water took him down, slammed into the truck. He rolled on top of the truck, grabbed the gentleman around and wrapped his legs and arms around him. And the rest of the people on shore pulled him to safety. 
and the man was saved. As Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, we are the ones who should not be standing on the sidelines or not be standing on the shoreline looking in and wondering what should be done. We should be the ones stepping into the water by faith and living out our faith. See, for the Christian, the virtue of courage involves doing difficult and challenging and dangerous things with our focus on the word of God, trying to live out. How do we live out the word of God with courage? A Christian needs courage. We have to have courage. If we don't have courage, we're in big trouble because the moment you step out in faith and you begin to live out your faith, the enemy is going to attack you. When you make noise, you attract attention. And as believers in Jesus Christ, when we make noise, we need to be courageous because we will be under attack. Courage is motivated by the realization of God's holiness, knowing who God is and a love for the people around us. That's what motivates courage in a Christian's life. That we know our God and we love the people around us. It's also intimate related, intimately related to hope. A hope that we have in, 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 a, in, a, in a connection with Jesus Christ and a passion for Jesus Christ. This unbroken connection that we have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this undying passion that we have. So it's intimately related with this hope that we have in Christ. A good example of courage would be telling someone um, so, someone something in love. Telling them in love something they may not want to hear. In Ephesians chapter 4 and 15 it says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every, in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Sharing the truth in love comes out of an obedience to God and, and a deep love for the other person. A love that goes beyond yourself in a lot of ways, because, you know, sometimes when we share the truth in love, when some, someone needs to hear something, you know, here's a friend. Some, we were ta- I was talking to someone recently about this, and they were, they were talking about how they were talking to their friends, and their friends were agreeing with them. Their friends were agreeing with them. Well, I didn't agree with what they were saying, but their friends were agreeing. I said, your, your, your friends will usually always agree with your perspective. Because they don't have the courage to tell you anything different sometimes. A true friend will tell you something different. Sometimes people don't want to hear that. In, in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 8 it says, Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. And then verse 9 it continues, Instruct the wise and they will be, wi- they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. It takes courage to tell someone something that they don't want to hear. But that's what God calls us to do. Be people of courage. The reason so many times we don't grow in our faith, we don't grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, is because we're too cowardly to tell someone, hey, you shouldn't be, you know, it's not judgmental. We've talked about the idea of judgment anyway. That, that whole idea, judge not lest you be judged, is so taken out of context. It's ridiculous. There's nothing wrong. It is loving and compassionate and good and holy to sit down with someone who is living in such a way that dishonors Christ and alone sitting down with that person having the courage to say, the way you're, the way you're living your life right now is not going to help you be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That takes courage. 
And the greatest act of courage that we know of in the history of the world was the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ going to the cross. That, my friends, is courage. In Christ, we see courage lived out. Because of obedience to God the Father, because of Jesus' desire and being obedient. And you have to understand, take each of these pieces if you say, am I a person of courage? Or how can I become a person of courage? First, we have to know our God. Then we need to be obedient to our God. And in Jesus Christ's case, he, his, his obedience to God's command, and, and then it was his, the, really the ultimate welfare that he had for the lost. He was thinking of the other person. He was concerned about the other person. He went to the cross and suffered on the cross because he was thinking about being obedient to the father, number one, and then his love for those who were lost and those who needed to be saved. Courage then is not foolhardiness or 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 reckless abandon. You just don't, you know, it's not a thoughtless endeavor. Instead, courage is aimed at pleasing God and loving others. Listen to this. This is really important. With full, the full realization of both the actual and potential danger and costs involved. Did you get that? That's courage. That is courage. When you understand the actual and potential dangers and costs involved, but you do it anyway. That is courage. That's the key. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. And you choose to do it anyway. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, it reminds us, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. Listen to what he's saying. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you, being obedient to God. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Obedience to God. Here it is again. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Like Joshua Christian men and women need to be people of courage. They need to be focused on God's truth, and then they need to do everything they can to live out that truth. Focused on the truth of God's word, and then what do I need to do to live out that truth? That means we need to stand for Christ at school and at work and at home. Stand for him to speak the truth boldly. In all those places, whatever the circumstances, whatever the cost may be, that we, we are followers of Jesus Christ. We are obedient to Jesus Christ. And whatever it takes, whatever I need to do to stand up for Christ at school, to stand up for Christ at work, you're asking me to do something that's immoral and unethical and illegal, I won't do it. If you fire me, you fire me. That, that is courage. Knowing the consequences and still moving forward, that is courage. First Corinthians sixteen thirteen says this, listen, stay alert, stand firm in the faith, show courage, be strong. That should be our motto. That should be our motto. 
Instead, we we are in a culture, even a Christian culture now that it's, you know, we weigh everything, uh, you know, make sure that we're not going to we're not going to offend this or do that. And, you know, instead of saying, what does God's word say? That's where I'm standing. That's what it's saying right here. Stay alert. Stand firm in the faith. Show courage. Be strong. Now, courage is often spoken of in the same breath, if you will, as bravery. Bravery is a great thing. So don't get me wrong. I'm not contrasting the two right now as, as one is bad and one is good. OK, but just so stick with me. But bravery and on the on the surface, the two words are very, very similar in their meaning, both being concerned with overcoming our fear. Why don't we why aren't we courageous? Because of fear, because we're, we're afraid of something else seems to grip us with fear more than our disappointing God or our fear of God, if you will. So both of those seem similar, but beneath the surface, courage and bravery are different. They are different. Bravery is your ability to walk into circumstances or a situation and not allow fear to stop you from doing what you are choosing to do. This can be something like you're on vacation with your friends and there's a, there's like the, these rock formations and there's a big lake or a river. And, you know, people have jumped off there before, but there's a higher cliff. And you say one of your friends says, hey, I dare you to jump off the higher part. And the brave person jumps, goes up there, doesn't think about it and jumps right off, jumps right in. Right. They don't give it much thought. They're pretty brave. You know, they jump right in. And, you know, maybe you say, oh, that's foolish. You shouldn't jump in the water from such a high thing. Well, people have done it before. But the brave people, they just don't think. They just jump right in. Another, another one, maybe more life-changing, is you're in the military and the, and the officer comes and says to you, I need volunteers on a, on a one-way mission. The brave person doesn't give it much thought. He raises his hand right away. I need a couple of volunteers. Boom, step forward. You know, I step, the Navy SEALs are our personality. They're that way. They step right up because they have Navy SEALs and those kind of people assume they're not going to they are going to come back because they figure, you know, I'm indestructible. And, you know, they have that they have that kind of attitude. You've heard people say about people who are brave. They didn't they, they did this without giving any thought to their own personal safety. Bravery. A parent who a parent who rushes into the, the uh, street to 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 take to protect their child from oncoming traffic and just picks their child. That's bravery. They don't give any thought to their own safety. The person who runs into a burning building, they see someone, the, the building's on fire, they run right in. They don't give any thought to their, to their personal safety, and they want to save that person. That's bravery. Those are all good things. But courage, courage has another way of overcoming fear. Courage has another way of overcoming fear. Courage is, is about knowledge, okay, wisdom, and action. All three of those things, knowledge, wisdom, and action. To be courageous, if you want to be courageous, we, mu- we must become fully aware of the risks involved and still step forward and do it. You become fully aware. You're, it's fully aware of the risk that you're walking into and the f- fear you're going to face, but doing it anyway. Only when we understand through knowledge, if you will, only when we, when we understand the situation through an understanding of our knowledge, so we have knowledge of the situation, can we find wisdom to act with courage. So you see all those things. We have the knowledge. When we have knowledge of the situation, only when we understand it do we have the knowledge can we act with wisdom through, with courage, act out of wisdom with courage. So th- those things, three things are working together when it comes to courage. Courage is about being wise enough 
to face our fears, wise enough to face our fears instead of just simply ignoring them or running from them. And you'd be surprised how often that happens. People look at a situation, they assess the situation, they stand on the side of the river and say, I don't want to get my shoes dirty. I'm not sure I want to. What happens if I jump in and I'm swept away? What happens there? You know, let's just wait for the professionals to get here while this guy is ready to get swept off his truck and is to lose his life. So many people would rather stay on the sidelines and not step in because they have, they understand the situation and they choose not then to act, knowing that it may be very, very difficult or it may be beyond what they can handle. A teenage girl who has her baby instead of getting an abortion, knowing the difficulty she's going to face over the next nine months and even beyond that is courageous. I say it to people all the time, when you see a pregnant teenager and she's going through that, you need to, you need to in a sense, applaud the courage of that person. Because she knows what's coming, but she chooses to do it anyway. Another way of understanding the distinction between these two things, distinction to the, it was was basically picture fear, if you will, as a solid rock that needs to be broken, right? Picture fear in your mind as a solid rock that needs to be broken. Bravery is grabbing a sledgehammer and slamming it down as hard as you can, one fell blow, and just destroying that rock. Courage is more like water going over that rock steadily and surely going over the rock over and over until it cuts it in half. I'm not saying one. I'm not saying bravery is the wrong thing to do. I'm just saying there's a difference here. And Christians need to have courage as we look at our world and we look at what we're facing and we look at the ridicule we're going to take. If we stand up for Jesus Christ and the word of God, we know what's coming. And what I'm saying is the Bible says, do it anyway. Go and do it anyway. Courage isn't always about being bold and daring. You know, we want to be bold and daring. It's often just realizing, and this is okay, and anyone can, anyone can do this if they have the Holy Spirit living in them. It's realizing how terrified you are, right? Realizing that. Understanding how terrified you are. Facing that and working hard to overcome it and do what you know to be right. So it doesn't have, you don't have to be a bold and daring. You don't have to be the person who jumps off the highest rock or who will run into... What you need to do is take a step back. Realize this is ter- this is stopping me. You see, what's happening right now is fear is stopping so many of you from doing something God has called you to do. But you're because of your past, because of maybe something in your personality, you're just you're you're petrified. You won't step out and do it. And courage is realizing how terrified you are. Realizing that this is scary for you. This is overwhelming. This is causing anxiety and fear within your life. And realizing that, facing that head on, facing that giant in your life head on, and then doing it going forward anyway. Courage tells us to face the situation with clarity. Knowing that our God is in control, that God is in control, that God's strength will get us through it. 
and then taking, once we realize that God is in control and God's strength will get us through it, taking the necessary steps to improve our circumstances. I trust in my God. He will get me through this. And then taking the necessary steps to walk through that situation, even though it's you're, even though you, you may have still some of that, oh, that angst that, that you still decide to go through with it. Just because you don't just because you don't feel like, oh, this is no problem for me whatsoever. If it was no problem for you whatsoever, then maybe it wouldn't take as much courage. The fact of the matter is you stare it in the face, know it's going to be difficult for you. Know the giants are screaming in your ear all the reminders of who you know, reminders of your past and all those kinds of things. But you choose because you're a courageous believer in Jesus Christ to make take that step anyway. See, it's courage is taking responsibility for who I am. Where I am in my life and the commitments that I've made. What commitments have I made to God? What commitments have I made to the people around me? And I recognize who I am. I recognize where I am in my life. But I say, you know, I am not going to stay in this place. By the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I am going to move forward. Courage is not always about doing the most exciting or the most enticing thing, if you will, but doing what you know to be right in your heart. You look at people sometimes and say, oh, that person is so courageous and they're brave. Just because you're doing something that doesn't mean you're always courageous and brave. It's knowing the right thing to do in your heart. Sometimes not doing something is more courageous and more brave. Sometimes, sometimes controlling your own passions, if you will. That's courageous. That's brave. That's heroic. Sometimes wanting something for yourself. Something, something you want. Something you want to be or you want to do. And saying, you know what? I'm, I, I'm going, going to be obedient to the word of God. I'm not going to act out on my desires. That is courageous. That is brave. That is heroic. Me, me acting out on everything I desire, all the things that entice me, acting out on it. I don't believe that's the bravest thing that we can do. I think that I think it's I think it's courageous to be um, a good parent. You want to talk about brave and courageous? I was talking to Emily Montefo, uh this week, and she was saying, as she, you know, you know, you know, Jen standing up here and sharing what's going on in her life, and you know, parents they have a difficult time of it in this world. It is, it's a scary world out there to send your kids into. You know, it, you're constantly second guessing yourself, and it's just tough to be a parent. Emily was sharing uh, with me this this past week that she had cooked dinner, and I mean, it was one of those dinner dinners. You know what I mean? You had the meat on the table and it was smoking and you had the vegetables and the bread. And she had laid out this whole spread for her family and they all sat down at the table. And then Michael proceeded to projectile vomit on the entire meal before they started eating. He was just laid out on the table and he was like, and it was like, and it was like, you know, kids, I don't know how they can fit that when their stomach, but it's like, wow, you know what I mean? And there was nothing left. It was like pizza. <laughs> Want to get a pizza? You know what I'm saying? That's what was left. It is tough to be a parent. It is challenging to be a parent. And it is courageous. It is a courageous thing to do to know what's coming in your life and having the, having the, 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 the power of God living in your life and saying, you know what? 
I'm going to continue to say, no, you can't do this. I'm going to continue to tell my child, you have to behave this way. Here's how you're supposed to answer me. To, to, it is the most difficult job in the world to stay on top of all the things you need to stay on top of in order to raise a healthy child. That is courageous. That is courageous to continue to move through that process. That, my friends, is courageous. In my life, the things that require the most courage for me are circumstances in which I need to face some kind of shortcoming in my life. You know, we think about like running into burning buildings and jumping off, you know. Um, how, about, how about looking at yourself in the mirror and having the courage to say, you know what? Boy, there's some things I need to work on. There are really some things I need to work on to 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 grab yourself by the scruff of the neck and be honest about the way you're behaving in some area of your life. Something where you're 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 challenging God in some area where, you know, you know, you and you come to the realization that you're wrong. It's really that you you're the one who needs to change. That is courageous. To be able to look at yourself and work on areas of your own life and your own personality. Instead of saying, this is the way God made me. You, everyone should love me the way I am. No. They should love you. But it's courageous to look at yourself and say, these are some areas of my life that I really need to work on. It, it may be scary for you to admit that you have an addiction of some kind. Think about it. It's scary. You sit here and you say, oh, I'm not, I, I just I drink every single day because blah, blah, blah. I'm not addicted. It's just oh, I, I just need a I just need it for this or I just need it for that. And to be able to to be able to admit that you have something that you're addicted to um, is courageous because you begin to take control of that destructive part of your life. That's courageous that you're willing to instead of just sweep it under the rug, that you're willing to take control of that destructive divisive, difficult, whatever word you want to use, part of your life. That takes courage. See, courage has the ability to help you become the best version of yourself and to motivate others to become the best version of themselves. You, you step out in courage and become the best person that God has created you to be. You overcome some areas of your life that have been, that have been strongholds for years and the people in your life see that and they're motivated to become the best person that they can be in their lives because they say, if he can do it, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. That's how courage moves in people's lives. And Christians, Christians, followers of Jesus Christ should embody courage. We should we should live courageously by giving ourselves to what's important. What's what's important and, and what's significant, what is meaningful. Like I said earlier, you know, courage, courage is seeing the danger Seeing it, understanding it, so you see it, then you understand it, and then you confront it anyway. Let me read you some, some, uh, some scripture here. In 2 Samuel 10, Joab speaks to the Israelites about going into battle. In verses 12 and 13, he says, Be strong and let us show ourselves courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our God. And may the Lord do what is good in his sight. And so Joab and the people who were with him drew near to the battle. That's what Christians need to do. We need to be strong and courageous. We need to, as 
followers of Jesus Christ to draw near to the battle. We need to be engaged. We need to get involved. We need to draw into and not pull back from what's happening in our world. We need to speak the truth in love. We need to stand on God's word. We need to be courageous. David said this to Solomon, his son, in 1 Chronicles 22, 11 through 13. Now, my son, the Lord be with you, and may you have success and build the house of the Lord your God as he has, as he has said you would. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding. There it is again, understanding when he puts you in command over Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. There is that again, the obedience to God. Then you will have have success if you are careful to observe the decrees of uh, and laws that the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Knowledge, wisdom, action. Knowledge, wisdom, action. That was the message that David gave to his son. Be strong and courageous. Stand firm. Stand firm on the word of God. Be obedient to your God and you will accomplish everything he has for you. In Second Chronicles 32, 7, Hezekiah the king is speaking to his officials and he's speaking to his officers and he says this, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all the multitude which is with him, for the one with us is greater than the one with him. Again, we need to know our God. We need to have faith in our God because we are going to look out in the world and we're going to see all this, all this difficulty, all the struggles, everyone saying something different, everyone pushing a different worldview, everyone telling you that you need to be silent, that you need to go along, that you just need to flow along with everybody else in the new morality of our world. And what he's saying here, as Akiah is saying, is don't worry about this Assyrian king because the one who is with us is the is greater than the one who is with him we need to trust in our god true courage understands that god is in control that our god is in control and so we move forward with boldness, not with not not inching forward. We know that our God is in control, that we follow a living and risen savior. And so we move forward in our lives with boldness, with courage. We move forward a distrustful, fearful, anxious Christian robs God of his glory. He has created, and it doesn't matter. You say, well, oh, that's not my personality. That's not my personality. Remember we were talking about the difference between bravery and courage? It's not my personality. It may not be your personality to jump off the highest point into the water. I understand that. But listen to me. Your genetics and your environment have been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, you have three things that drive you in this world. Let me be real clear. Number one is your genetics. I had hip surgery. Why did I have hip surgery? My grandmother, my grandfather, people, all they have arthritis in their hips and blah, blah, blah. I had, my doctor told me, choose your parents wisely next time. That's what he told me. <laughs> right? 
So we have genetics. Very, very, it influences our lives. I'm hobbling a little bit this morning because of genetics, right? Then we have environment. You grew up. I grew up in this situation. I grew up in that situation. I understand that. I totally understand that. That's very true. And you've been influenced and you went through some abuse or whatever the case may be. I understand that. I totally, I'm not making light of it, but understand this. Genetics and environment should be dominated by the Holy Spirit of God. The number one driver in your life is not your genetics. It is not your environment. It is not your tendency because your grandfather or father was an alcoholic or whatever else. Because what dominates my life as a believer in Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit of God living in me that changes all of those things. I can choose. And that takes courage to choose. That takes courage. You see, the, the, the fearful and, 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 and untrusting, if you will, Christian ignores the truth of God's word that tells them that God is trustworthy, that God is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, that our God is the God that will help us face and carry us through any circumstances that we face in our lives. That is the God that we serve, regardless of what the world says and whatever the end result may be, because it may not turn out so well. That's why it takes courage. Because when you stand up at work, it may not turn out so well. When you're in school and someone's tormenting someone else or someone's saying something that is, that is totally anti-Christ or that, is, that is, is so disturbing, you standing up for your faith may not turn out so well. But do it anyway. Do it anyway because you're a follower of Jesus Christ. So many Christians remain quiet as we go through all this adversity. While our God is mocked and ridiculed, we lay low. Let's just lay low. While, while the world reinterprets, the, reinterprets this corrupt world, reinterprets the word of God, we just kind of remain silent. Or worse than that, we go along. Worse than that, we go along. They're reinterpreting the word of God. To, to fit their new morality and we just, oh, let's like that. Let's go along with that. While our culture redefines morality and truth, we avoid debate. Oh, I don't want to get into the argument with that. I don't want to debate. You can say the truth in love. You can discuss things with people in love. But instead, instead we allow feel Fear to rule in our hearts. That's the ruler. Understand, my Lord and Savior, my King, my ruler is Jesus Christ. But instead, instead, the church, the church, the body of Christ begins to allow fear to rule in their hearts. See, my friends, instead of all that, we need to remember the promises of God. And then we need to walk into this battle courageously, courageously and confidently knowing that he who called us is faithful. And regardless of what the circumstances and regardless of what the outcome of those circumstances, the consequences of the circumstances, we still stand up for our God. Let me close with a story I read that I absolutely love. The, the, Persian, the, the Prussian king, Frederick the Great, was widely known as an agnostic by contrast, by contrast, General von Zelen, one of his most trusted officers, was a devout Christian. Thus it was that during a festive gathering, the king began making crude jokes about Christ until everyone was rocking with laughter, all but von Zelen, that is. Finally, he arose and addressed the king, Sire, you know I have never feared death. 
I have fought and won 38 battles for you. I am an old man and I shall soon leave here and go into the presence of the one greater than you. The mighty God who saved me from my sin. The Lord Jesus Christ whom you are blaspheming. I salute you sire as an old man who loves his savior on the edge of eternity. The place went silent. And with a trembling voice, the king replied, General von Zeeland, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. And with that, the party quietly ended. Let's pray. Father God, give us courage to stand up for our faith. This lost virtue, give us courage to know the trouble that we're walking into. To know that the words we may say may cause us harm. Because the other person may not receive it well. Give us courage to stand up, Lord God, as this world continues to push forward with its own agenda, with its own worldview. May we not get swept up in it. May we follow you with our whole heart, knowing what may be coming, but having the wisdom that you have given us to act on your behalf. We praise you. We glorify you. We want to stand for you. Give us strength. Give us courage. Give us boldness. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.